0: I also want to bring to you Garmin. Garmin Fishing Hunt sponsors the Gundog Notebook podcast and you better believe that when I got that good old flank collar on, on, on Vegas when y'all asking me all kinds of questions what's really important is what kind of collar I'm using to implement that particular training method. It's a Garmin Pro 550 Plus. Go get yourself one today. Also when I pull up to Vegas's first field trial, his derby trial at Rocky Creek Field Trial Club, I'll be pulling up with Vegas and a Dakota 283 G3 Kennel. Go check out Dakota 283 Kennels now and use my promo code TGDN10 for 10% off any regular priced item at checkout. Also, I want to thank Lion Country Supply for supporting the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast and, of course, supporting field trials. Uh, Lion Country Supply is the world's premier gun dog supplier, and anything you need to get that dog ready for his first derby trial, you can find it at Lion and Country Supply. All right, guys, so we are here with another episode of the gundog notebook live and this one's gonna be pretty good this is the first of many stories that i want to share on the gundog notebook podcast through the live stream um this one is coming from jesse evans um of feathers and faith co um jesse sent me a hat and, and a beautiful note um because i had won a uh social media competition that he uh posted about and uh he's just he's got a lot of character a lot of laughs and and i hope you guys enjoyed this one about scouting and his experiences a couple of stories from from his field trial days all right guys stay tuned for another episode of the gundog notebook live with jesse evans and we'll go further into uh some training recaps and stuff like that from daniel howells farm and guiding with miss molly
1: <laughs> Looking back, it's funny, but at the time, it wasn't. Man, uh, so when you told me, was, it,
0: it shot yeah. me out of my chair, man.
1: <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Well, so I, I grew up riding horses. I've I've always rode horses, and and the bird dog, the field trial thing, is right up my alley with horses and dogs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was one of <laughs> probably I don't. It had to be one of the first field trials. that that i had run in right Mm -hmm. and and one of the first that he'd run in and it was the first time i ever scouted but i knew i knew the game you know how to scout and stuff so anyway we long story short we got the dog got the dog rounded up he went off and got bird brain and uh he was stamped up we got him on the check cord well he he was riding the old boy was riding his daughter's horse or, or no but yeah, he was riding his daughter's horse, and I was on his horse. Right. Um, because his horse is a lot taller than his daughter's horse was, and I was scouting, so I needed to be able to see see a little further, right? Right. Well, anyway, I get the dog, and we, I, I got the dog on the check cord, and I'm sitting on my horse and holding the dog, and the dog's going wild. I'm trying to keep it from tangling up in the horse, around the horse's legs, and he was trying to get on his horse. And and his horse kept walking off, you know, wouldn't let him get on. And part of the problem was the gallery and judges and everything had done rode on, rode on. So his his horse was wanting to go with them, right? Right. And and he, and so I'm wrangling this dog up, trying to trying to keep it from getting my horse tangled up. He's trying to get on his horse, and and his horse kept walking off. Well, he <laughs> grabbed it by the tail. <laughs>
0: Right, which you don't do, but I guess in the moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, but, you know, in the chaos, right, the the only thing he could think was he went to get on his horse and it wasn't stopping And it was walking away from him and he couldn't catch it. So he grabbed it by the tail and that horse hauled off and double hoof kicked him right in the chest.
0: You know, I wonder about that. Like, you would have thought it got it. I hate to say it, but you thought it had
1: died. I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, it sounded like a shotgun going on, and and the only thing I could think of was our—he's got two daughters, and my daughters was out at the camper playing. It was mm-hmm. real warm, you know, and I and I, that horse started running. As soon as it kicked, pow! It hit him in the chest and took off running. And I thought, oh crap! It's going back to his horse trailer, which is beside the camper, and our daughters is right there playing. So I just throwed the check cord down. He's laying there on the ground, moaning and groaning. Mm-hmm. I throwed the check cord down and, and took off after that horse. And uh, and then uh, by the time I made it to the gallery, it dawned on me he's probably laying back there with a broke sternum. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that like you would think so, man? <laughs> So I I hollered at one of the guys in the gallery and said, hey, go Damien's on the ground. Go, go, go. Right. Right. And I keep going. And and luckily he didn't get hurt, you know, and and the horse didn't run over no kids. Right. It made it. It got back to the trailer and he got back to the trailer. And and I said, man, you know, gee, we (laughs) like I thought he (laughs) got. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be bad hurt, but it, it just bruised his bruised his chest, you know. <sighs> but that's what that's one of them hard lessons learned, right? If you're scouting and uh, you know, get off you get off your horse and, and hold the other one if if old boy needs some help getting right. on his horse, right? Right.
0: right. Well that goes uh, into the manners of um of field travelers. You see what I'm saying, right? Like that yeah. is, I, th- I think people lose track of why scouts were there because you don't really hear a lot about scouts, um, you know, in in no, they, American I, they, field nowadays.
1: Well, and, and you know, e- even in the field trial world, you know, you see a lot of pros, you know, thinking they're scouts, right? Mm hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because scouting is one of the, Probably one of the most important jobs of the the, the team being the dog, the handler, right. and the scout. You know, right?
0: Um, well, it, it, the scout. I, so I played soccer, right? Like I played very right. seriously um, for a very long time, and I was I had two positions. I had I was a goalkeeper, and um, I was I was a starting goalkeeper, and I was a <laughs> starting left f- midfielder when I wasn't in there. Anyway, scouting to me reminds me of being a goalkeeper where you see the whole field. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, where you got your offensive yeah. players, the, the, the handler per se, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the guy that's right. running the dog, but the goalkeeper sees the field. The goalkeeper sees everything else and is looking at everything else that nobody else is looking at. You see what I'm saying? Like right. some of them great scouts, they know the horses, they know the dogs, they know the manners, yeah. they know to do things. Um you know that that the gallery, the judges—they're not going to be looking at. It. That's why that you know that that's there. So yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, man.
1: Well, and I'll tell you another another thing that happened to us. Um, it happened to him, and he was running. He had it. He was running in puppy stakes. Right. And it, that little puppy's got little female. Boy, she's high drive, son. She's bird dog. Right. Well. I'd done run the course, and you, you, your breakaway, there was a row of pine trees on the right-hand side, and there's a um, big, thick field on the left-hand side, and it's probably, I'd say, 500-yard-long breakaway, and then it rolls left-handed. Right. Well, there's some openings in them in them pines down through there. Well, I told him, I said, hey, it, I knew who was scouting for him, and— And there was some competition between him and the scout with another dog. That's a whole other story. But anyway, I said, you need to get your scout up there on the road on the right-hand side of them pine trees because that pup's going to come up and hit that road. And the bird, where they kept the birds was right there at the clubhouse, which was just behind the breakaway. And that pup had done smelled them birds and knew they was birds there, right? It was all over the birdcage when they brought it up to breakaway. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, his scout wasn't doing his job and was laying back in the gallery at gawking and talking, <laughs> and what? And instead of going up there and riding on the right hand side of them pine trees up the road, you know, right? And, and keeping that dog going forward, the dog come up, hit one of them shoots, rolled around, come down the road, and got hung up in the bird cage, and and not thinking right, not knowing. His wife collared the dog and put the leash on. Oh it. hell! <laughs> that was it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a. Light.
1: <laughs> so you know, what
0: you got there I is mean, a breakdown of communication.
1: Yeah, and not, and yeah, not paying I mean,
0: attention to the scout not doing his job.
1: Not right. You know, the scout wasn't doing his job, and 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 you know, his wife didn't know any better. You know what I mean? You can't blame her, really. Right. right. It, well, I mean, I mean
0: she, she's concerned about what's going on. I mean, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, like
1: I'm going to get the dog on leash because it's going bird crazy on the bird pen, right? Right. So, you know, in that and so, case...
0: And, and she scout. wouldn't have known to just call the dog off the pen.
1: <laughs> right. Or, or just... Right. Call yeah, call the dog off the pen, grab the dog and throw it back out there on course or whatever. Right. You know, do something.
0: Right. But, but don't, don't put, put that the don't put the that leash on there. Yep. Pick it
1: up. <laughs> you know, you just pick dog up. But uh but anyway, that that's one of them times, you know, the scout is is a vital role in the game. Well you know.
0: You know I um I have a story that I'm going um I'm gonna go through the whole story um, in another uh, episode because I, I want to chat with you some more. Um, I'm gonna have to get about 10-15 minutes, but I want to really go through your trial history too, man. And and but there and I want you to also talk about just what you do because you we like I said we've been chatting back and forth, but this is the first time we really really had some time to talk. Um, yeah. But just to go on about what you were saying man as far as the role of a scout like one of my favorite scouts that I I've, I've continued to read about was you know and this we talking about old school scout man rand way back in the day I mean we talking early field trials like I've got a story um that a gentleman named Michael Kennedy sent to me um and it, it you won't believe it. I, I don't want to record it yet, cause but I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna yeah. text you the story. Uh, um, yeah, text I'm gonna text you the story. But it just goes to show, man. Like back before GPS collars, you know what I'm saying. Back before e-collar, yeah. but before all of this new technology, the scout was the collar. You follow me? Like oh yeah, yeah. And I, I think in field trials when i when i i see it every so often in american field and like that's probably my like if i ever give myself homework i always read my american field you know every, as much as i can throughout a week but because i get them quick and every blue moon i hear a story about a real good scout you know what i'm saying one that more or less made that champion dog you know, that scout, I would argue that the scout probably knows that dog's habits better than the handler does.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, a good scout's got to know where that dog's going to go. Yep. You know, so it's got to know the dog. Yep. yep. You know, uh, and, and know the course. I yep. mean, there's a ton to, to a good scout. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and a good scout, it. You know, winning, getting that blue ribbon could be the difference in a good scout and a bad scout, you know? Right,
0: right. So, and and it's, know, it's, that, it's a job, man. Like, yeah. you don't have time to dilly dally around with the gallery and shoot shit, do this and that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I, um,
1: yeah, you, you gotta, I know one guy and I'm trying to watch him. If I'm riding in the gallery and he's scouting, I watch him. And I'm telling you, as soon as the dogs hit the breakaway, that man doesn't. He doesn't say nothing. His eyes are locked on that dog. Right. And you can look back. He scouted for me before, and I can look back, and Walter will tell me where that dog is at. He don't have to point to you. I can just walk, I can just kind of glance back at him, and he'll tell me which direction my dog is, where he last went in, where he last come out. You know, everything about it. I, I mean, he's good. Right, but I, I try to watch him, you know. And I was going to tell you too. This on your when you go to this first field trial, ride as many galleries as you can.
0: Oh, I'm riding the whole break. day.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. But yeah. Before, you know, and and remember, you know, a lot of places where, you know, they, and just try to remember a bunch of that stuff. By the way, when you go. You know, okay, I can put Vegas over here. I know these birds being found in this cover. Right. I know these birds been found over here. You know, and you can put your dog where there's birds at. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And one of the first field trials I run in broke dog stakes. I found my dog standing on point. My it was my oldest dog, <sighs> female. She's standing there on point. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. I'm good to go, right? Drop the reins on the horse, walk over there. I'm kicking around now. One of the things between a dog that's been run on wild birds and a dog that's been run on pen-raised
0: Oh, please say dog, this. I know where you're going to. Please uh, put that out there. Go ahead.
1: A, a dog that's run on wild birds... As soon as they hit scent, they stop. So they're gonna have a big nose. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're not. They're not gonna point birds up close. I mean, they will if they if they run up on them or something. But typically, and, they and
0: stop right there.
1: Typically, that's it. Well, yep. Sky, I've seen her point birds fifty yards off the bird. Yep. I mean, she's got a cannon of a nose, and mm-hmm. it gets us in trouble a lot in field trials. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was coming down about fifteen. I, all right we got 30 minutes right i was on about the 15 minute mark found her standing so i knew okay i'm gonna have to produce a bird here to be in the money well i'm looking and looking and i know that the bird is way out in front of her i can tell the way she's holding her head she's high headed you know i know the bird is way out there while i'm looking i can't find it okay Tell the judge I'm going to relocate my dog. Bam, relocate her. She goes up a little bit. Boom, points. I end up having to relocate her four times. (laughs) (laughs) Could not, I could not find the bird. Yeah. Well, finally, I told the judge, I'm about 20 to 22 minute mark here. I tell the judge I'm going to send my dog on. I take her. Now, I've run an AKC hunt test with her. Okay, senior hunter. Mm -hmm. Well, she, you know, we had a find. Everything went good there. I watered her and was sending her on. Well, the judge said I was, I'd moved her up a little bit on course, right? Kind of resetting her mind where we had just had a fine. And the judge said, go ahead and turn her loose. You, do, you can't take her. What are you going to do? Collar her all the way around the course. So I let her go. Right. Well, when I was in that field trial, I got to call her, gave her some water was going to turn her loose, you know, and move on, just call it unproductive. Well, that senior hunter judge was running through my mind, so I thought, well, I can't take her very far. I turned her loose, put put my left foot in the stirrup, looked up. The judge said, you might want to watch your dog. I looked up, boom, she's pointing. Again. I said, damn.
0: Now, this is your short hair, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I walk in front of her. The bird was about 10 yards in front of her. I seen it flushed the bird and I looked back at her and I knew it. I seen it all over her face. I fired the blank gun and there she went. <laughs> well, she, and she knows better than that. Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, but she through four relocations, she said, I'm getting this she bird gonna, she in my mouth. Yeah. It, and
0: so, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I mean, you got it. We have to be reasonable with the dog, man. Now That's that's an incredible amount of
1: temptation. It, it, oh, it's tons of pressure on a on a young dog. She mm-hmm. was younger then, you know, that ain't been exposed to a lot of field trials. Well, I rode a few braces after that. Oh, boy, he was a pro. That dog went on point. He walked up there, kicked around, milled about come back, collared his dog, walked it off, sent it on down the course. Right. When we rode by, I looked down and the bird was laying there. And I thought, what the crap? Now, that don't make a lot of sense. I looked at my buddy and I said, you see that? He said, yeah, I see that. I said, I wonder what's up with that. Well, anyway, we went back. I went back to his trailer and I said, hey, man, I said, what? You know, I noticed you sent your dog on, but that," I said, I seen that bird there. He said, yeah, i seen that bird laying there. I said, well, why didn't you produce a bird? He said, because if I'd have put that bird in the air, my dog was going to lose its mind and I'd have been picked up. Yep. He, he, the dog went on a round course, had a clean find, and he was in the ribbons. I think he got third that day.
0: Yeah, it was a smart but, decision.
1: But he, he read his dog. He knew if he put the bird up, the dog was going with it. Yep. And he needed to run some of that out of the dog before he— Put a bird up for it. Yep, yep. and that's one thing you know. If, if when you're running and you see Vegas, and you know the wheels might be coming off here, you know what I mean. Yeah, Re- breeding could. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm 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 the type of guy if a dog's on point, I want to find a bird, right? Mm-hmm. I want... right there. Well, okay, I see now. And two, I asked, could I have moved my dog on down course? Right, and the judge told me. The judge told me after the field trial, he said, "You could have took that dog fifty yards down through her." I don't care; it's your time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I told him what that senior hunter judge told me, and he said, "That's bullcrap." He said, "Don't you shouldn't have done that." But that's one of them times, you know. That's a hard lesson learned.
0: <laughs> Just well, it's 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 the it's knowing reading your dog number one and knowing when to cast him you know in the direction of success you know Um, yeah basically running that energy out of them especially young dogs it's like once they settle in they got to settle in sometimes you know and and, and, and it's not all of them but like I know with Vegas when he comes out of the kennel I'm hoping that we don't come up on scent immediately once I release you see what I'm saying
1: yeah, let him air yeah. himself
0: out, and then we hit him. Because I also don't want to hit him when he's tired either. You know, and, and mind yeah. you, we overtrain. We don't train for thirty minute stakes. I run him over an hour. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But it's the deci- It's the it's the the idea that a young dog, he's got the maturity. He is bird wise. He, he can cut his teeth on wild birds, but he's still young.
1: You know, mm-hmm. and, and he, I mean, and field trials, you know, it's a lot of pressure on a dog. All the horses, all the people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your nerves is up, and he's going to be feeding off of that, right? You know, right. Uh, so, and well, and on young dogs, it's it's tough, but but it's doable. I mean, it's fun. Right?
0: No, <laughs> but, I, I, I'm. You know what, man? Like I. I really feel good about it going into this state. If I'm, if I'm being honest about it, I feel good about where he's at. And if it ain't, you know, and I guess this will lead us into the segue, but before I got to sign off, but you know, one thing that I will say, and I've been saying for the last few days is we've done the work and we've done it on wild birds. We've done it on training birds. We've done it on pit we've done the work and it, my dog is is very newly broke all the way through the shop. and he'll be running yep. derby. So when it comes down to it, man, that's between that dog, that bird, and God, you know. Yeah,
1: well, according to videos and stuff you've been posting, he's right. He's ready. I, I you, hope you, so. <laughs> I mean, you so good. You, I, you look you know? <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> the dog will make a liar out right of you in a second. You know oh what man, I
0: mean? yeah. I mean, and that uh, and I, that's the story.
1: I had a, I got a male, and and he ain't never run big, real big on me. Well, I put him in his first field trial. My dad brought him up to the breakaway. I said, get him fired up. You know, don't, don't, you no. Know, I like is my field. Oh Walt was jumping hey, and say, that, on. Say, that,
0: say that last part again You just broke up You broke up for about 20 uh, seconds
1: Okay um, My female When I bring her to the breakaway I'm making her heal Making her mind You know and getting her mind calmed down Right mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kind of like you said Vegas When he comes out of the kennel He's wide open Right Right. Well, she's a, she's the same way. Well, on my male, he's not like it. He's level headed, you know. I ain't. He's wild bird dog. He don't run too awful big, you know. Right. But I wanted it. I needed him to go big. Well, I told Dad. I said, when you bring him up to the line, get him fired up. You know, keep him pulling on that leash. Well, he brought him up there. <laughs> I didn't have a scout. I didn't put the GPS on him because I didn't think I'd need it. And I didn't. I, I be honest with you, I didn't even think I'd be in the ribbons, you know, because right. I, I just exposing him to the game. Right. Well, we we turned loose, and he went out about hundred fifty yards, and he turned around, and started back to me, and I said, "Get on, Walt." And he turned around, and that was the last time I seen him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I looked at the other handler, and I said, mm. "I said, if you you hadn't seen my dog, have you? Well, she didn't say nothing." I I looked back. and I thought, man, I ain't got no scout to gallery. Everybody's way back there. Well, I made it's about 500 yards. I made a left hand turn and about a hundred yards down that other line, right down a edge, he was standing, pointing. Sweet baby, you just stay right there. You just stay right there, Walt. Right. <laughs> he was broke like Vegas. You know, through the shot and everything. I I knew he'd stand there until I flushed a bird. Yep. Well the gal, the, the other handler now this is another part of this field trial game, she went running, her dog was gone. I don't know where it was. Mm-hmm. She went running. She run maybe ten yards off that back end of my dog. And her horse, I mean at a gallop. Right. And and what she was doing was trying to pull my dog off that bird. You know. Well I just Sat there. I said, Walt, whoa. He (laughs) he just kind of gave me the side eye and he sat there. The judge rode up, the gallery and everybody went on. I flushed the bird, fired the blank gun, collared Walt, watered him, sent him on, got on my horse, and we went down and I lost him again. Right. So he made a liar out of me in a good way. He, <laughs> he went <laughs> gone. <laughs> right. I, did, I, I got him I got him back, you know, and we ended up getting fourth out of a stake full of pros. Hey, that ain't so bad. I, I was, no, I mean, no, that was the first time he'd ever been run off horseback. First time he'd ever been in a field trial or anything.
0: Right. So
1: Running in Derby State.
0: Shoot, man. So it, it, you know, I, I, it's a lot of people that would that 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 would go into a derby Sake expecting a performance like that and and wouldn't wouldn't necessarily get it. Man, that dog got talent, man.
1: He's I'm, I, he's he knows English, dude. The dog <laughs> knows English. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he does. It's he amazes me, right? Right, uh, my wife. I got back, I got back and put him on the chain gang that day and went up. It was time to, uh, they was gonna call placements. I come back carrying that ribbon, and she said, I told you that's the best dog you got. (laughs) I said, Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: well look your what my wife knows the best man like i'm sure you can say the same thing hey
1: that dog that dog lives in the house he sleeps in our bed every night i mean he but now he's a burned dog you turn him loose and he's all game it comes time time to hunt he's he ain't got no play in him after that right when you cut that
0: leash, man. Well, I'm I'm here for it. So I want to I want to do an an entire podcast with you, and I want to just go through your whole field trial history, man. But we never. And I I've got to sign off um in a second because I need to make a call. Yeah. But before we do, um, we I'm gonna put this in in the front on the front end of another episode. Like I said, I want to incorporate stories of folks and. You know, good folks in the field trial game. But give us an introduction, yep. man. Like you wrote me a beautiful letter, sent me the a hat that I don't woe out by this point in time. So you know, <laughs> g- give us an introduction before we sign out, man. Um.
1: Well. So. Well, you want my name and everything.
0: The whole thing, Feather and <laughs> all, the whole game.
1: Right, well, my name. You know, my name's Jesse Evans, mm-hmm, and Evans, yeah. uh, I started. I started feathers and faith. I don't know back late 2017 and uh man it it was just laid on my heart you know it, it's kind of ironic it's a wild story i eventually i want to post do some live those on instagram um uh, and have my testimony and everything but anyway yeah uh you know i've always felt i i hate working for the man making somebody else rich right 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 but um Yeah. And I ain't going to get rich off feathers and faith by no means. But anyway, I always felt a call to do more with my life besides, you know, the regular nine to five grind. Mm -hmm. And and as I prayed about it, you know, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to reach the world for you, you know, and and spread the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and any and. And I kept praying and meditating on it. I've got a real long drive every day for work, and that's when I do a lot of my praying and meditating and thinking. Right. And uh, just he told me, you know, I mean, it sounds crazy, right? God tells you to do something, but oh, anyway, uh, it don't sound crazy at all. So, um, you know, Southern style shirts, you see them everywhere, but with, but meant for men being faith-based you don't see none like there's women ones like simply southern right they got a bible verse plastered all over them right right well so I, and he and i i heard i was like okay yeah I'm, I'm i'm listening i'm listening but and then i was like but men don't want to wear a bible verse all over their shirt right that's just the way it is right and so anyway so what i do with feathers and faith is i'll put a put an address to the bible verse Right, and then you can go read it if you want to.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: done my job,
0: right? So, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so anyway, and that's kind of how it was how it was formed or or, or born, I guess you would say. And uh, you know, I, I bird hunt. We upland hunt. You can read some of my blogs on the website there, and uh, some of the testimonies and stuff, like my dad's testimony. And I just wanted to to do something to to get out to to share what Christ has done, not just in my life, but in people's lives that I know personally and what it can do in everyone else's life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then I sold my first shirt. I, I can't, I think I went to Arizona and, uh, and I, and I was, I, I felt a call in my heart. You know, I need to pray for this person and write them a letter. So I did it. Right. I was like, all right, I'm going all in here and I did it. And it just took off and, and, and I, I just feel led to do that. You know, I'll, I'll hold the hat or shirt or whatever you buy and I'll pray for you by name. Yeah. You know, and then I'll write you a letter. Right. Well, and that was uh, the
0: especially powerful, you know, part of, you know, when I got your letter, you know, I've been following you and stuff like that. But you sent me the hat and, and we had this whole conversation about how you found me and, and your daughter chose to send it, you know, to send the hat to me and I got this really passionate letter, man. Like that's the best part of it. If I'm being honest, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's good to see somebody's handwriting and, and they, they feel and, and believe in very similar, you know, if not the same thing, uh, you know, that, that, that you do. Yeah. um, And it's good to see people like that in the, in the world, man. And, and, and the dogs is what, what brings us all together. And, you know, the God is a foundation of of everything that we're doing here, man. So I just think what you're doing is absolutely powerful, and I think that you have a voice in in this thing, you know.
1: Well, they, I mean, there's so much evil in this world and bad mm-hmm. in this world, and and to I, we need more love, yep. you know, and 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 kindness, and that's and even if, man, there's people that don't like me. There's, you know, we all have yeah, everybody rotten. got them, yeah. But, but you know, and, and when I go to a field trial or a hunt test or, or anywhere, man, I'm friends with everybody. I'll help anybody. I'll do anything for you. I don't care if you don't like me or not. If you need help, I'm going to help you. Right. You know, I'm going to love you, and, and I'm I'm the same anywhere I go like that, and that's what we need more in, in, in everything, really, and, and field trials is one of them. Man, I've been... I've been beat up in hunt tests and, and everything by people that don't, I don't know what their problem is, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, there's been times where I could get mad and, and throw a fit and we can go through them the next time we talk, but I, but I'm not going to, it doesn't pay to do that. You know, and um, and like I said, with feathers and faith, um, and you can read about it on the website as well, you know, about us you know, man, everybody, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not a Christian, I don't care. Everybody is welcome. We're a community, you know, um, we're not just a business and anybody is welcome. whether you field, trial hunt, test bird hunt, I don't care who it is. You know, you're, everyone is welcome and I'm going to love everyone just the same. I'm going to pray for everyone just the same. I'm going to write a letter to everyone just the same, you know, and I we need more of that in this world, Right. you know. Right. Well, and don't I, think just because I prayed for you one time on that, you know, and wrote you a letter. I pray. I continually pray. I have a list of names and an Excel spreadsheet of everybody that's bought something for me, and I go through it and pray for them. Most, not every day, but most every day. Right. You know, I continue to pray for them and lift them up and their family and stuff. Right.
0: Right. Well, I think what you're doing is powerful, man. And we definitely well, we need you. more of you, man. So seriously, thank yeah. you so much, Mr. Evans. And um, I'm going to make sure I <laughs> get you. that. And we are going to share some more stories. Don't think this is it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got stories for days, but well, I want to hear you what know, I- I
0: let's um let's let's chat some more soon um like very soon yeah. matter of fact um and i'm gonna send yeah. you a list of questions and 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 kind of you know like a little bit more focus okay. um you know because i want to cover a certain amount of subject matter and we might stick to the uh scout you know um subject because i think that's an important part of of this whole field trial thing um and and i think you you have a lot to offer this this community man so let's do it
1: yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, just
0: let me know when. All right, buddy. All right, bud. Well, hey, Jesse, right, you have a safe trip, man, and and uh, let's let's catch up very very soon.
1: All right, we'll see you.
0: All right, talk to you soon. All right, bye.
1: bye. Hey, y'all. This is Eric Morris from Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV. Hey, I got an outdoor show. This season was great. Had thousands and thousands of people watching the show. But tune in for next season, season two, that I'm currently working on to see hunts, fishing trips, horses, dogs, old people, young people, kids, everybody. Hit me up on Facebook, Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV, and catch a few of last season's episodes. I look forward to hearing from y'all.
0: Recording this, I've got uh, my YouTube studio. We're doing YouTube live and Instagram live, which is great, guys. Um, my wife is here, and uh, you know I'm gonna let some folks come in. Thank y'all for liking. I feel like that's my wife doing all that clicking and liking, which is fine. I'll take it, or it might be my daughter clicking buttons. She has a habit of doing that. So. Anywho, what I wanted to do was kind of pick up where I left off on the last little live video, uh, not a few minutes ago, but maybe about an hour and some change ago, Um, you know, and just kind of, oh yes, that's my wife. So just kind of pick up from uh, where I left off with running Vegas without you know, the collar in preparation for um, this upcoming field trial, the Rocky Creek Field Trial Club. And uh, it was interesting. Um, It always, I guess, always kind of sucks when the dog does his job and uh, he does everything, you know, for the most part, the way you want him, but... At the end of the day, it comes down to the bird getting in the air, which wasn't really upset with that kind of performance. Um, I think he did well. I like the fact that he kind of got out, you know. um, You know, I I like the fact that he got out, but that made me kind of, uh, you know, I guess when you're getting a young dog, you know, ready for competition and things like that, Rad Gab Hunter, what's going on? Um, thank you. My wife says that she thinks it went well. She was watching. Um, when you're getting a young dog ready for field trials and competition, things like that, um, this will be his first one. And, and just kind of, you know, over time, I've had the chance to watch people get their dogs ready. You go through this checklist, like this mental checklist of like, you know, what's going to work, what doesn't work, what's good, what's, you know, just kind of trying to be sure that what you're doing is the correct thing. Um I think he was all right. Um I, you know, singing is definitely something that is necessary, but I didn't feel like it was necessary to do it right then and there. I just basically called him and sent them in the correct direction, you know, in that video. And it's the the live video that I just posted um, for those of y'all that just got in here. So, you know, you, you, you sit back and think like you do all of this year long stuff. And, and one thing that I, I truly do enjoy about just getting on the road, you know, taking a new direction and getting on the road with field trialing and not just, being so focused on hunting is it's now truly a year long year round endeavor. You know, and we've kinda got our rhythm, we've kinda got our style, but it's something that I I want to um you know just kinda you know spend some time with. I've I've been reading hang on. You know this American Field issue here. Um, It is volume 293, issue number one, matter of fact. And what I really like about this particular issue is the competition that's going on um, between two major dogs right now, Valiant and True Confidence. Um, You know, and this was the competition that we're talking about was, excuse me, the competition that we're talking about was the um, Quail Championship Invitational um, in in Paducah, Kentucky. Now, y'all can see it, that there's a beautiful dog. I'm just really, really enjoying Valiant, and I would really like to see him run one day. I also want to see True Confidence run, but I'm going to spend some time studying those dogs and the traits that, you know, they, they have, you know, but right now as I'm reading through it, it just seems like they're duking it out, man. And I, I'm looking forward to, you know, instances like that. Um, so, you know, we went down to, you know, in pre- preparation for this, we went down to a, a, a good friend, uh, now Daniel Howell's uh, property, in Campbell, Alabama, which wasn't that far from here. It was actually three and a half hours away from me. So we went to Campbell, Alabama and his family farm and we had a good old time. Um, and he basically just opened it up to me and and was saying, you know, whenever you need to come down and, and work dogs, great. And we were another one of those things on the checklist was um, getting him adjusted to horseback. Which was very, very, very interesting. um I didn't know what to expect, but that little dog showed out, man, like he definitely showed out and showed me that he had the the motivation you know to to work through any kind of hiccup and we didn't really have any hiccups. that's the thing like he kind of looked at the horse. And I could tell he was kind of like, oh, you kind of big. He kind of up downed him a little bit, you know, squared him up a little bit. And as we got moving, you know, it was good that we released two other dogs that were also familiar, you know, with horseback. So that way, you know, he kind of had an idea and he he just took off with them. Um, it was Tom Hennis. It was it, it was his horse and and his horse is actually the one I will be riding Um During the Rocky Creek trial. But. You know. One trait. That I'm really really. Appreciating and I'm seeing. Is. um, Is. In in an Hugh dog. Which is what Vegas is. And where he's coming from. um, I was reading. And I'm going to just kind of pull out some stuff for you guys. Um, So. This article here. Standing Alone, um, I was reading it and, you know, it it, it, was, it it was a story by Tom Davis. You know, you get a chance to see, you know, all of these, these, you know, Robert Whaley and stuff like that. Well, one of the things that I'm looking forward to having in an LHU dog or a, a dog of LHU lineage is the ability to adapt from foot hunting to, horseback. And that's something that I really, really, really was not worried about. Like, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like that, but it was something that, that was in the back of my mind. Um, and something that you always, you know, when you're getting in these, these horseback trials and I don't own a horse. So, you know, the whole process of even getting there is its own beast. But then when you get access to these things, now you got to worry about the dog acting right. You know, like you, you, you get in and then now you worried about like, okay, well, <laughs> what is he going to do when we get there? Well, little buddy shot off, man. And so we were, we were going, um, you know, for me, it had been some time since I last rode a horse. It had been like a couple of years, I think. um, my wife and I, we had just started dating and I took her out horseback riding. That was the last time I had ridden, rode a horse. Um, that was shoot two, three years ago. Might be even longer than that. But anyway, in that ballpark. So, you know, we uh, we got to going and. yeah, Riding a horse wasn't all that unfamiliar for me. But riding a horse with a dog in front of it, you know, and and all we've been doing is is foot hunting this whole time. Um, you just kind of worry. and so you're 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 handling here, and you really get a chance to see because your hands are kind of occupied. Um, you get a chance to see how your dog responds to your voice, especially at a longer distance, um, and and that that is where you know, that short work comes in where I've got a pinch collar on them. I've got, a, a check cord and all of that stuff on them. And, you know, we're just really kind of, you know, making, there we go. Sorry, paused, but we're just kind of making the most out of that formal, that formal yard work, you know, um, you know, getting him to understand controls and stuff through my voice before we got on the horse, all of that stuff, it was building up. So, you know, I look back and think about this last year with Vegas, man, and it has been a fun ride. Like it's been a very, very fun ride. Um, you know, and I, I think I have, a, I, I got myself a very, very receptive dog. Um, something about that nurturing, man, you know, um, and it really goes back down to getting that dog on day forty nine, um, you know, and 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 a seven week old pup and taking him home, and making sure that that he was you know on that barrel, you know, for at least a few seconds when I first got him, building that up, building that up, and and getting all of this stuff, and then taking him down to Thomasville for. You Know for to, to, to as a self check, you know, sometimes you got to run with, with pros and the guys, the old heads that have been doing this for a long time, um, to see, you know, and then we get on Tom Hennessy's horse, and Tom was like, Okay, you know, I think we might have something, something going. So I feel like we are ready for the derby trial. Um, I, I'm gonna say it once and I'm gonna say it again, you know, whatever happens when I'm on that horse and I'm behind the dog and I'm just, you know, watching and making sure he stays ahead, is going to happen when that dog locks up on point and, and the bird is sitting there, you know, that's between that dog, that bird and and the god in between the two, you know, um, there's a point where you have to be okay. Taking your hands off the reins, so to speak, no, no pun intended. Like, You got to be okay with understanding that you've done the work. You know, um, I'm a big believer in law of attraction. You know, I'm not going to tell myself when we get out there, I hope that my dog does this. I hope this. I hope and it's not an arrogance thing. It's just. I know the work that we've done. And so going forward, I'm only going to. You know, speak up. I'm only going to speak on to myself, you know, placement or even a win, you know, but most importantly, and Tommy Rice said this, most importantly, the thing that we need that I need to be worried about is just getting out there and running a clean race. You know, having, you know, birds, finding birds, getting out there and uh, making the best of the entire situation being in the moment. Um you know, getting down there this past weekend, it was a weekend full of just all kinds of bird work. I mean it was it was more or less uh kind of a boot camp, you know, if you want to call it that. Um Vegas got a chance to get out and, and stretch out, like really stretch out. Well while we were riding with Tom and Tom let down two of his young dogs that um he'll be competing with. You know, they had they had locked up on point and I had happened to be looking down at my my uh Garmin uh collar and I was fiddling around with it or something like that cuz I somehow hit a button on it on accident and, and basically Moved it to what was supposed to be. If it were connected to another collar, it moved to that setting. So I was kind of looking down with riding that horse. I'm looking down, trying, you know, flipping through and getting it back set right. Tom looks down or looks down the way. Vegas is about two hundred and seventy-seven yards. That's last time I saw the number on that collar. Vegas is about two hundred seventy-seven yards ahead of me or ahead of us, and Tom's dogs are on point and he's like hey man you know your dog's on point like he's backing and I was like huh so here I go fiddling around and and doing stuff with this collar not minding that and that dog gives me a natural back and I mean and he is locked up I wish I gotten a clip of it like a real short clip of the video but I wish that you know I had uh done a better job of, of getting that stuff uh I wish I had done a better job of being able to get that particular moment Um, because it was cool. You know, it, it was real. It was real cool. Um, You know, and he sat there, held, you know, held his point, held his back, you know, long enough for me to come in. You know, Tom's dogs were sitting there for, for me to come in and, and basically flush birds. He sat there, didn't break on the shot. I was able to to, to pull him off and send him back on. You know, I, was, I, I say all that to say I was very proud of the dog. But again, that is what we have been, you know, training for. And I hope by this point in time, I hope by this point in time, I have set a well enough foundation to trust that he knows what he's doing. Now, my biggest thing, and I've kind of noticed it, is he's going to flag for two reasons. Number one, because he's either not sure of the scent or not, or the bird moving or something like that, or he's amped up. So what I've started doing is slowing down and not walking in directly behind him, um, but walking in at a bit more of an angle and slowing down until he he tenses up a little bit. Um Tom gave me a good suggestion and that was, he was like, Hey man, you know, you don't have to talk when that dog is on point. Just let him do his thing. And the moment that I did that, he tightened on up, you know, sometimes it's a habit for us to get to talking to our dog and woe this and woe that. But I mean, now more than any other time, I've got to break myself out of that habit of, um, Of of speech, you know, you want it's it's a human thing. Like I think we as humans, we have to like assert ourselves and 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 assert control over the situations when that situation isn't for you to control. You know what I'm saying? It that it's that's gonna be what it is at the end of the day. So you know. There, there, that's what that field trial, you know, is really, 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 or the preparation for the field trial is really um, bringing to light to me. Now, uh, there's a couple times, I mean, Vegas is a young dog. There's a couple times where (sighs) there was straight chaos around the birds. Like we were there, a buddy of mine, you know, he had his poodle pointer there and, and, and it was a young poodle pointer. I mean, just trying to learn a way, you know, and dog breaks on the shot. Vegas just sat there and he 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 held despite the pressure. I didn't nick him. I didn't do anything with the collar. He held there despite the pressure and the temptation. And that's a lot for a young dog like that to, to be able to get through. And yet he did. So, you know, that's kind of, one of the things that I'm also excited about and, and welcome to the, the, the group, you know, guys. um And let me detour a little bit, guys. I, I, I really want to make this whole gundog notebook uh, live these episodes. I'm going to start posting them in addition to the actual podcast. I'm going to rip the audio off of here and start posting these but I always want to make sure this is more of a conversation and not just a rant or me appearing as as though I'm, you know, the know-it-all of. no like I always want to make this a, a very open dialogue and open conversation. You know, you guys can throw suggestions, questions, thoughts, whatever, um, you know, and then also. I've got a few new people in the room, um, guys, make sure y'all, I I just started uploading a bunch of new stuff to YouTube so you guys can have a better, you know, insight on a lot of my training, you know, stuff that I, that's either too long for the Instagram format or, um, you know, I I just don't post everything that I have on Instagram. I post a lot of it on Instagram, but not everything, um, so I want to make sure um, that you guys go and, and subscribe. And if you can't find the Gun Dog notebook on YouTube right now, it's under Smith, Durell Smith, D-U-R-R-E-L-L um, Smith. I don't know why I need to call them and and have that fixed, but it keeps showing up under my name versus the Gun Dog notebook. So you should be able to type either one. Um, you know, you can also find the link on my uh Gun dog notebook listeners pay uh, group on Facebook. So I will make sure that that is made available to everyone. Um, so I just kind of wanted to say that before, you know, before I continue tuck, tuck goose, what's up? So in addition to running Vegas with, um, with some horseback dogs, you know the the idea that you know I I'm I'm able to utilize that that land and stuff like that. Like there's there's a big part of networking that goes into um, this whole bird dog thing. You know there's there's a huge part of networking that goes into it. And I don't own a horse, but I've been fortunate enough to you know have good folks you know offer. You know, I think I'm going to take up a buddy um, down at one of the plantations in Thomasville. I'm going to take him up on using his horse for the Georgia, Florida um, shooting dog handlers uh, trial. And that's going to be pretty cool. So now my long term goal is to get Vegas ready for that trial and do well at that trial, not even just to compete in it, but to do well. I want to. That that right there is my first uh, standard or or the bar that I'm trying to set. You know, going out, um, you know, going out and 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 learning. I'm going to get a chance to go out with Tommy Rice pretty soon and and go watch him compete at the uh, National Open Shooting Dog uh, Trial and. There's a lot to to be learned there watching these handlers, you know, manage their dogs on the course, you know, take note of the range, take note of the nuances of a field trial, you know, when to, you know, pick your dog up. And, and, and this is where it comes down to learning. Um, this is where it comes down to learning. When your dog is is is. You know, committing some an act that's not good for his standing or the odds are against that dog. Is this your first trial series or just the first with Vegas? No, this is all together the first. So I've been hunting up to this point in time and this is going to be the one with, uh, this is going to be my first. I mean, I've been to other trials before, but this is the first one that I'm going to compete in myself. Um, recently delved into your, and that was, that was from, uh, outdoors fx so tuck tuck goose one says i recently delved into your podcast i really enjoy the approach that you take very well spoken i hope if the future you will entertain the idea of bringing in some shoot to retrieve yes actually so um i'll show you something i so some of the first trials that i went to were shoot to retrieve matter of fact i will not be competing in shoot to retrieve but I'm a member. (laughs) I am a member. Um, So, and, and the way I even got the membership was kind of, uh, kind of sporadic. I was going and, and a a friend of mine asked me to come out and shoot for him. Um, And it was the Alabama um, Nastra. What we're talking about is uh, Nastra NSTRA field trials. And, It was fun, you know, it was it was very fun. Um, you know, I didn't miss none for (laughs) him. I didn't miss no birds for him, but um so I I'm with this new platform of going into field trials, I don't want to just limit it to American feel. Now, yes, will it probably and very likely be predominantly American feel? Absolutely, because that is just fundamentally what I'm interested in. Um, and it's it's the original, you know, the, the original um, um, trial setting, you know, venue. But I don't think it would be fair to say, oh, I'm only going to do American Field. Well, no, there are Retriever Field Trials. There are Spaniel Field Trials. There are um, Shoot to Retrieve you know, that I think those guys have a, have a, you know, a voice um, and it seems to be a, a very up and coming voice. Um, you know, there are a ton of different, you know, field trials out there. And I want to really shed the light on. So on a lot of them, um, it helps me learn. It helps you guys learn. Um, it brings good exposure, you know, to the whole industry. Um, and I really want to cut down the This is better than this because of this reason type deal. It's it's all on what you decide to run your dog in. Now that don't mind. That don't mean I'm not gonna talk a little trash here and there. That's kind of part of it too. Um, and then even being in Georgia, you know, we there are down in Thomasville, there are a number of field trials that aren't even sanctioned by. American field, like the Georgia, Florida shooting dog handlers club. I'm a member of that and they're not, a, a American field sanctioned trial. So I've been to enough and, and seen some things to where I, I know what I'm aspiring to, um, you know, the books that I read and things like that, this uh, God knows all the research that I'm, you know, just legit just interested in, in, in looking up stuff like that for whatever reason, um, they all kind of lead back to, um, American field. You know, when it comes down to field trialing, you know, the first man started, or the first competitors started a field trial fundamentally to say, look, my dog is better than your dog. That's what, and, 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 and because my dog can, Find more birds than your dog And I think there's a a positive Way of going about doing that You know Um, Tuck Tuck Goose Well said Everyone has their sport man But the generation of Upland hunters is not growing with Young people As Upland guys we can change that by coming together I absolutely agree Um, And that goes back to The misconceptions Of field trials Like To me, being the competitive person that I am, I've mentioned a number of times before, I ran track in college. I played competitive sports my whole life. I was a big soccer fan. Um, Feathers and Faye. I saw Wes Hansen from a release podcast on here too. That's a couple of people I'm talking and not saying hello. But thank you all for joining. But anywho, um, like I said, I grew up uh, competing you know, my whole life. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can do something for fun. Plody, I just got your text message. We'll talk about that. But um, you can do something for fun and you can take it to the next level. You know, for me, being in com- in the com- com- competitive atmosphere, It gives me more to look forward to, especially when the hunting season's over. Like I've gotten to the point now where I'm not heavily concerned about killing birds. Like y'all see there's quail back here, quail over there, you know, in my corner. And I, I, I really appreciate those birds and I like what it does for my dog, you know, um, it, it it appears to me that my dog likes quail just as much as I do, if not more, because his posture on point is a whole lot better. Or, <laughs> well, you know, point quail than it is pigeons. And that's cool to me, but the, the competitive nature of field trials is very interesting to me. Um, you know, to be able to sit and say, again, I won this, you know, I won today. That's cool. You know, I I think there's merit to that. Um, so, Mister Joe Plody just texted me as I was talking about I hate pigeons in, in the last live video. Um, Vegas did his job; he pointed. You know, it wasn't it it wasn't perfect because the pigeon decided did didn't want to get up. Now I have this weird aversion to pigeon launchers. I have a launcher. Um, I like them. But I don't always use them. And, and to be honest, most of that comes from, you know, the people I consider mentors and and them not using launchers. So part of that is just, I guess, learning when you've got a teacher and he says this one way you can always improve. But I'm kind of like, eh, I probably should have brought that launcher out there and, I, and I'll very likely do it tomorrow. You know, I'll do a video, a live video tomorrow. Um, so that's what we were, what, what Plody and I were talking about, and that, and I, I had to sit down with myself in that and why and rewatch that film and just use the launcher, Darrell. Like, don't make life way harder than what it needs to be. If the dog is, if you know the dog is going to do his job, it's almost unfair to not give him that flush in that shot. So. I sat down and thought about that. Y'all can go and look at the video and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, thus far, man, like even for me to let him off, we'll chat later on strategy for that bet. Um thus far, I feel good about um I feel good about going in as far as this trial. And hopefully I won't forget my blank pistol like I did today. I get out there and left the pistol in the truck. So the dog does all of this. There's just all these little things that you can do. And I knew better than to get out there and dang pistol was on the seat. (laughs) The pistol was on the seat of my truck and let the dog off. And it's was like, Oh, got a couple of hundred yards out there and realized the gun was so you know, I, I like it because I like this podcast to be a very candid exploration of, of, of what it is that I'm doing. You know, it happens. Stuff happens. um, But fundamentally, at the end of the day. I feel good about my dog going into this trial. I just do. Um, and I'm looking forward to a few more now as far as guiding. We also, I gave Birds Plantation the green light on guiding. Um, reason being, I wanted to go out and I wanted to go out and and run one of their dogs and get to know at least one of their dogs that I'll be out there running um, until I get my my young dog and get her up and get her broke which is going to be a whole nother year's process. I'm still going to start guiding from, you know, bits and pieces of February all through March, train through April, all the way back to the next hunting season, a little bit after I get this dog. um, I need another puppy to run. so what was cool was I was able to take their dog out and Vegas. My strategy for that was run Vegas first. Yeah, I got three dogs on the back of the truck. Um, Run Vegas first. Let him do his thing. Let him get his feet under him and stuff like that. And and, and consider that phase one of the training. And he did well. Um, There were some videos I uploaded um, onto my YouTube channel that you can see from that. Um, Then phase two was to take Vegas out with Molly, the older dog, which... Also great. Um, It took Molly a second to kind of mind me, you know, like there's that element of figuring, figuring out another dog. I didn't train this dog. I didn't do anything. So what I was not going to do was throw a collar on that dog and get to hooping and hollering and, and, you know, nicking her and stuff like that. That wouldn't have been cool either. I don't know her. She didn't know me. Um, But after a few minutes. You know, she started to mind me and, and, and handle like I wanted her to handle. She's I think she's like nine years old. Um my only problem with that man is you know they run those dogs a lot there and she looked like she was um she was just tired you know um and so i want to catch her when she's fresh and you know cuz she started to pick up the pace but she looked like she was you know just a little tight you know coming out the kennel she was asleep when i got to her and just all kinds of stuff just kind of waking up so I want to get that dog out when she's fresh, but it was good because I got all of the work between Molly and Vegas together. Um, I was able to put them together and, you know, Vegas would back. Um, It was one instance that he just was not feeling it. He just didn't want to back her for some reason. Um, Every other time he was, he was fine. Um, Vegas isn't super, you know, concerned about, messing with her and stuff. And that was something that I wanted to be sure I didn't do because with my lab, I didn't really train him with other dogs at the time. So he's always with Ruger. It takes him a second to kind of reel himself back in. Um, So Molly and Vegas worked well. There was a point where both of them were out of sight. Um, And I go looking for Molly and Vegas is off over on, on one side. And the next thing you know, I get Molly back and I'm looking for Vegas and where is Vegas? Vegas is off on point. Cool. Sat there and held those birds. Um, if y'all were logged in when I was filming it, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's, it's going to be very interesting when I do start running them because Vegas is not allowed to break, you know, break on the shot and they allow you know, their dog, Molly, to do so. And I'm not about to undo that for them or, or put any kind of extra pressure. It's not my dog. But, um, you know, Vegas is just going to have to be sure to, to learn around that, basically. Um, phase three of the training was Vegas, Molly, and Ruger. So at that point, I let both of them go. We do the same thing. And then Ruger comes in. And Ruger stays at heel. Um, I think for sake of just them getting acclimated to each other, like Ruger is acclimated to hunting with Vegas, but there's another element thrown in there. Um, Quote, unquote, not a part of the team. So I'm going to run Ruger at heel with a pinch collar to start, and then I'll just transition to um, another E collar down the road. Um, but right now I think we're going to start with a pinch collar just to kind of keep control of the situation. And I don't want to interfere with the client's, um, hunt, you know, just kind of making things a little bit easier on myself. Um, Ruger's got the flushing thing. I mean, he's an experienced dog, so I don't worry about that, but there I'm starting to to try to put myself in a guide's shoes. You know, I'm about to start doing this and, and doing it, fairly consistency. So consistently. So, um, am I the only one with no audio? Uh, can y'all hear me? I hope y'all can hear me. If you can hear me, you know, say yay. If you cannot hear me, let me know. Um, so I'll keep going until somebody says something, but, um, you know, just putting myself in a guide's Mentality and guide shoes. I want to make sure that I have as much control over the dogs that I'm running with. um Jim Carbon, thank you. You can hear me. I want to make sure that I, I have as much control over the, the situation as possible. You know, and there's a lot of things that I was doing with Ruger that I beforehand. I just I never thought about it. You know, Ruger's just a, he's he's my gun dog. You know, he. I don't like saying meat dog because I I feel like sometimes in some circles that can come off the wrong way, but he's my gun dog. You know, he, he, we didn't need to do certain things at as high a level as I, I do now. So for me, it's all that, that transition and moving upwards and onwards per se. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of where we at, you know, where we at with it. Uh, (laughs) It's It's always just something new man Um, It's always just something new So I've got some work cut out For me Um, I'm going to be sure To um, Listen to Plody Yes I'm going to listen to you Mr. Joe Plody And and pull out the launcher Um, I'm going to You know Do that get back out tomorrow Sometime and basically rerun that scenario, um, put the birds in a different place um, and just kind of be a little little bit more vigilant, you know, and also not try to run a dog a few minutes <laughs> before it gets dark, you know, as you're getting off work late, um, you know, just being in a settled state of mind. You know, all of these things kind of go into it. Because there's no, there's absolutely no reason why he couldn't have ended on a, a much higher, higher note. Again, the dog did his job. It's a handler error on my part. Um, so I got about ten minutes, man. Like, you know, if you guys want to share stories or, or or shoot a comment or something like that out there, just anything, you know, let me know. I gotta, I gotta go put my daughter to bed pretty soon, but. I'm also appreciative that y'all tuned in and everything like that. So, you know, shoot anything here. Let's have a conversation. If not, then, you know, we're going to wrap up the night, but I'm game for it guys. Um, like I said, I want this podcast to be as much of a conversation, um, and not so much a how to, you know, um, it's all of these episodes. I'm going to do just the gundog notebook live episode. I think this is episode three. Um, I'm not really sure about the snazzy titles and stuff that I put on my other podcasts, but basically this whole thing is going to be designed around conversation, you know, Um, and most importantly, conversation, you know, around, Uh, active trainers, you know, aspiring trainers. Um, I kind of want to take more of a deep dive on my own personal notebook too. Uh, So you guys will be able to see a little bit more of that stuff. So anywho, that's where I'm at, guys. Um, Also, also, if you, while I'm thinking about it, I need to I wanna say this, but if you guys um, are not in tune with Project Upland, make sure that if they haven't sold out already, make sure that you guys go and buy um, your tickets for the public grouse, you know, film tour. Um, you know, on their Jackie Pitt subscribe to your user. Thank you, Jackie. Um, make sure that you guys go and try to get to that public grouse film. I have a short cameo in it, you know, me in Vegas. Um, You know, it it was kind of cool to be a part of that. Um, Make sure, you know, you, you, you join backcountry hunters and anglers, all of these organizations, Quail Forever, Pheasants Forever, all of that stuff. Um, Rough Grouse Society, um, American Woodcock Society. I just, I guess I would have felt weird about shooting the two Woodcock that I did this year over Vegas and not been a member. So all of that being said, go check out um, the 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 public grouse film. Um, and I should have some very, very interesting episodes from podcasts coming up very soon. I'm just trying to think about everything that I got coming up. Um, the folks who have... Uh, filled out the mentor application the updated version I'll also get posted this weekend um, for the mentors the mentee I still need to to update that too um, and post that you know I'm kind of a one man band in it right now so it takes a little bit of time Um, and I, I think that's it guys you know I hope y'all are enjoying the content thus far and I'll make sure we get a better flush tomorrow. <laughs> I'll make sure we get a better flush tomorrow, you know, for Vegas. And, you know, we we be, uh, you know, be, be, be responsible with our dogs and our dog work and not forget your blank gun in the truck. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, with that being said, I'm going to put my daughter to sleep. So, um, I hope y'all enjoy these. I'm going to do a lot more of these too. I think I'm going to uh give this, like I-, I posted a podcast episode every week and then I'm going to do like a segment like this, um, you know, to kind of supplement that. I like content creation, man. I think that's really what it's about. Will Thompson. What's up, buddy? Um, well, unfortunately, you signed in and I'm about to sign out, but I still need to get out there um, to Alabama to to hunt with you and, uh, you know, chat and, and run up in Midway and all kinds of stuff like that. So anyway, guys, thank you all for tuning in to the Gundog Notebook podcast, the, the, the TGDN live. Uh, this is episode three and, and it will get we'll get another one next week. All right, or at least the next time I do something that's worth chatting about. I don't really have a, a, a formal layout for this yet. I'm still kind of figuring out this little medium, but um, I, said I hope you guys like it and I'll get another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast to you guys and another live episode coming soon. Thanks again.